Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. What a blessing it is to be able to come together each day right here and search the Scriptures and do exactly that. Search through the Scriptures of God's Word. You know, when we come together, we try to get into the Bible. We try to dig deep into God's Word. Look at it in detail and in depth. Peel the layers of the onion back, so to speak. Help us to understand the weightier matters of what's there, as well as the more basic teachings of the Scriptures. And we try to explain it all in a way that is easy to understand, and that makes sense for your daily life. We want to help you come to learn God's Word better, more fully, more in depth. You know, many people think that the scriptures are just so confusing that the Bible, yes, I can't understand it. And some people even have tried to read through parts of it at least, and they say, you know, I just, I don't really get it. I don't understand what I'm reading. Well, again, we try to help you understand what's there. Now, many people, they really don't open the Bible much. They may open it up and just say, you know, I just opened it up somewhere. I just started reading wherever it was. Well, you're probably going to be confused if that's your method of studying the scriptures. You see, the Bible was written with a purpose and it was written within a system or with a system of what it's trying to communicate. So you need to not just open it up someplace, you might open it up and start reading in the middle of a context and not even understand what the context is talking about. You need to begin at a particular beginning point of whatever book that you're reading so that what is being communicated through those words builds upon itself. Now, it's best to begin at the beginning of God's Word, Genesis chapter 1, or the beginning of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 1. But if you're just going to start within some book of the Bible, then go to the beginning of that book. But still, you may have some problems really grasping fully the messages that are being communicated therein if you don't have something of an idea of the setting, the time setting, who's speaking, who's being spoken to, what the, the circumstance is, you know, it, it's important to understand a methodology of studying God's Word. Here on Search the Scriptures, we try to help you understand what is being taught in the lessons that we're taking from the Scriptures. Try to help you understand what's being said and what the message to each one of us is. We want to help you come to know God or come to know God better. We want to help you come to God, His way, through Jesus Christ, His Son, and our Lord and Savior. As, you, as your, your knowledge of God's Word grows, then your faith should be growing as well. Because as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now that's what the Bible says. That's the Bible's definition or description of how faith develops and then grows within us. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. Now as your faith begins to develop and then as it gets stronger, that should motivate you to want to come to God and to want to come to God his way. And so that will teach you his word that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, 
that he came to this world with the gospel plan of salvation through which you can be forgiven of your sins as you repent of your sins and confess your faith in Christ as God's Son and your Lord and Savior and surrender to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross as your Savior cleanses you of the guilt of your sins. Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. And then you can begin to walk that new life in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, a life of having been reborn spiritually. John 3, verses 3 through 5. You see, through Christ, God gives you another chance, a do-over, so to speak. What a blessing. What a blessing that is. And we learn about that right from God's word. Now, God teaches us a whole lot of other things as well. How to live that Christian life faithfully, how to walk with him in faithful obedience, the promises and the hope of eternal life with him in heaven, if we will walk with him in obedient faithfulness. He gives us the understanding that we can turn to him in prayer, in all of our needs that are confronting us and all of the trials and tribulations and challenges, difficulties, all of the pains, the sickness, all of that. It's all right there in God's word. We want to help you understand the blessings that God has for you that he has communicated to you through his word. We also want to help you come to understand that you need to make up your mind and you need to not play around with your soul, with your eternal destiny. You need to be ready when that day comes where you will either breathe your last on this earth or the Lord comes to call all to judgment. At the end of the program, we will tell you how you can contact us and ask for that free Bible study and it will help you right from the Bible, right from the scriptures along all these lines. The study is free. All you have to do is ask. We'll take care of the postage. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD for free. And again, we'll take care of the postage. So have a pencil or pen and a piece of paper ready. We'll tell you how to contact us in just a few minutes. We're going to get back into our study talking about how life is short. Life is short. And then asking the question, are you ready? Are you ready for what comes next? We see funerals all around us, don't we? We continually get word of people we know, family members many times, other times friends, work associates, neighbors, maybe people we went to school with a number of years ago we haven't heard from for a while. And then we get the communication. So-and-so died last night. Often it's a shock to us. How could that have happened? Well, you know, he was only 30-something. She was only in her 40s. What happened? I was just talking to so-and-so just last week, and you tell me they're dead. Yes, life is short. Because of that reality, you need to be ready for what comes next. 
we talked about how when mankind entered into sin, Genesis chapter 3, God made a judgment. He said, you're going to die. You're not going to live forever in this world. You're going to die physically. As you were created from the dust of the ground, so you will go back to the dust of the ground. Now, how vivid and graphic is that description of death, physical death? We know that when something dies, including the human body, when we die physically, this physical body, it decays. If we are put into the ground without being in some kind of a box or if we're not cremated, then the physical body decays and goes right back into the soil. And that's the way it is with every physical body of every physical being upon this planet. Animals of all kinds. Are you ready? But God, at that point, he also prophesied that he was going to send his son. And his son would be the Savior who would bring us the way to be forgiven of our sins and have the opportunity for eternal life with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven. But now we have to grasp that reality that life here is short. So we need to get ready. We need to be ready all the time for our life in this world to come to an end. Because what comes next is eternity. And the judgment from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will usher us into that eternity. We need to be ready. A whole lot of people, they don't think much about death. A lot of people don't want to think about death because it bothers them. It's an inconvenient thought. They don't want to think about that. They just want to keep on doing what they want to do. They want to be big and bad and just determine their own destiny, and, but they're not thinking about what comes next. They're just thinking about being as big and having as much fun and doing as much as they can right now while they have the opportunity, but this life is short. When you think of, well, as we've been talking about, how long is this life in this world? Psalm 90 and verse 10 tells us that man's days are 70 years, or if by reason of strength, 80 years. Now, I know that a lot of people live to be older than that, but a whole lot of people don't even get to be that old. So generally speaking, you're talking about 70 to 80 years, maybe 85, somewhere around that time span. How long is that? Well, when you're talking to a young child from his perspective, when he's eight or nine or 10 years old, Boy, oh boy, you're to 70 years. That's ancient. That's old. That's forever. But when you're talking to somebody who's 60 years old, oh, not very far away. When you're thinking about a teenager who's 17 years old and he seems like he can't even get to be 21, well, 70, 80, 85 years, again, it looks like so far down the road. But as the years tick away, he gets to be 20, he gets to be 30, he gets to be 35, he gets to be 40, he gets to be 45. Now he's facing 50 years of age and all of a sudden he starts thinking, you know, 
I've already lived longer than I'm going to live from this point on. Where did the time go? Where did the years go? What happened? And then people start making that common statement of reflection along the lines of why it seems like just yesterday that, and you fill in the blanks. And likely some of you have made that kind of a statement yourselves. Well, Job, we look through Job, several references describe in rather vivid way the shortness of life. Job chapter 7, verses 6 and 7, life is described as swifter than a weaver's shuttle. Life is but a breath. In Job 7 and verse 16, for my days are but a breath. In Job 8 and verse 9, because our days on earth are a shadow. In Job 14, verses 1 and 2, man is of few days. He comes forth like a flower and fades away. He flees like a shadow. Oh, you know, I love language. I love the descriptiveness of words. And those are so descriptive in trying to get across the reality to us that life is short and recognizing that reality, the message is naturally, we need to get ready for what comes next. The psalmist, as we've already noted in Psalm 90 and verse 10, tells us that life is short. It puts a limit in a general way on the years of our lives, 70 to 80 years or something thereabouts. In Psalm 78, Psalm 78 and we look there at verse 39. The psalmist says, For he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passes away and does not come again. Wow. Short? A breath that passes away and does not come again? Well, we've emphasized that. We've seen that kind of language previously in this study. How long does a breath take? And once we breathe that breath, we won't breathe that breath again. Once we ex exhale that breath, we're not going to breathe it back and exhale it again. Every breath is new. And once that breath is breathed, it's gone. How long does a breath take? He says life is but a breath. Again, we've read that a number of times already. We look at Psalm 102, Psalm 102, and verse 11. And here the psalmist says, My days are like a shadow that lengthens, and I wither away like grass. A shadow. We all have experienced shadows. Certain times of the day, depending on where the sun is in the sky and where we are or where some particular object is in relation to the sun, it casts a shadow, doesn't it? And as the sun continues to progress through the sky, that shadow may lengthen for a period of time. But you know, by a certain point in the day, the shadow's gone. Oh, it was born at some point during the day, and then as the sun continued to move in the sky, the shadow lengthened, got longer, got longer. 
but the sun continued to move in the sky and the shadow was gone. So even at its longest period, it didn't even last a day. It didn't even last all of the time of the daylight during that day. And then what else does he say there in Psalm 102, verse 11? I wither away like grass. We understand that experience, don't we? The grass comes forth in the springtime, and oh, how beautiful it is. You know, after, especially if you've lived in a cold part of the country where there is real winter, and so the grass dies, actually goes into dormancy, and then the spring comes, the sun gets warmer, the days get longer, the weather conditions become warmer and the snow and the cold dissipates and oh the grass starts to come forth from the ground and how encouraging that is even thrilling in some cases you see that grass coming forth and and one day all of a sudden you say look at how green the grass is today bright green bright colors and that shows life doesn't it but now by the time fall comes and the trees, or the leaves on the trees start to turn colors and fall off. And as the colder weather comes again, as it approaches wintertime, the grass dies off again, doesn't it? So it doesn't even last a year in its green state before it dies off again. Oh yes, I wither away like grass. Oh, it's here for a while, but it's going away. In Psalm 103, we look at verses 15 and 16. As for man, his days are like grass. Well, there it is again. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. Again, early spring, we start to see the flowers bloom. You know, they're pretty. And different flowers bloom at different times during the year. Some of them, they come forth and you look at them, you say, oh, beautiful. Look at the roses. Look at the lilies. Look at the daffodils. Some are called March flowers by some people. By April, the March flowers are pretty much gone, aren't they? You see, they come for a while. They bloom. They're, they're in their, their, their peak and then they go away. We can... Take a bouquet of roses to our sweetheart. Put them in a vase. You know, roses are so beautiful. And the buds or the, the blooms start to open up fully and they're just bright in color and ah, really encouraging, inspiring. But within a couple of weeks, they get darker, they wither more and more, and they may start to fall off. They die. He says that's what life is like, physical life in this world. In his days, his days are like grass as a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. It's not there in that fullness. And then in the 144th Psalm, Psalm 144, we turn over there and we look at verse 4, and we look at verse 4. Psalm 144 and verse 4. Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him? Or the son of man that you are mindful of him? Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. 
Well, God is eternal. No beginning, no end. Forever and ever. And yet God has created us in his image in that he has created us with a spiritual essence, with a soul. So we can understand, as he understands, right from wrong, good from evil, righteousness from unrighteousness, faithfulness from unfaithfulness, and so on. And because he has created us thus, we have the opportunity to live with him forever in heaven as his children. But the psalmist says, what, 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 what is man? What is man that you take knowledge of him? Who are we compared to you? Man is like a breath compared to eternity, time without end. Our days are like a passing shadow. They're like a breath. <laughs> Life is short. That's the point. Now, since that is the truth then we automatically, logically, ought to stop and realize if this life is so short, and we've seen it described thus continually through the scriptures, but this life is not the end because eternity comes thereafter, I need to get ready for that, and I need to always be ready for that. The story goes of a man who was going on a trip and he hired a man to take care of the grounds of his home while he was gone. He did not tell the man just when he would be back. He just said, I'm going on a trip for a while. I'm not sure how long I'll be gone, but I want you to take care of things while I'm gone and then I'll be back. And so that man was diligent at his job. Every day he was there at that home of that man who was on that trip, and he was taking care of the grounds. Oh, he'd cut the grass, he'd do the trimming around, he'd prune the trees, he'd take care of the garden. All that needed to be done, he was there regularly, faithfully doing his job. Somebody, noticing his diligence, said, you know, you work around here like you were expecting the owner to come back tomorrow. And the man who had been hired to do the job looked at the man squarely in his eyes and said, No, not tomorrow. I work, do my job like I expect him to come back today. See, the Lord could come today. Or... Something could happen to each one of us and we could breathe our last on this earth today. Life is short. Are you ready? Jot down the information we'll give you in just a moment and then contact us and ask for that free Bible study. We hope to hear from you right away.